I've noticed something shocking recently, and I'm going to call it the inevitability of mold avoidance. Before I get started, just note that most of my new, longer, in-depth podcast episodes are now subscription only, meaning that you have to pay a $10 per month subscription. The, ra- the way that you do that is to download the Podbean app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and search for my podcast on there, and then there's like an orange button, and that takes you to the page where you can sign up to get all the premium episodes. Some examples of topics include, can you do too much mold avoidance? Another one that I recently uploaded is phases of healing with mold avoidance from sabbatical to post-intensification. And another one for premium members only is RV mold avoidance, one hour knowledge dump, my most important lessons. So if you guys are interested in going more in depth on the mold avoidance topic, go ahead and check that out. I appreciate the support. Oh, and the premium episode that I will be uploading in a week or two will be on HT, the toxin known as HT. I've had a lot of requests to talk about that. Okay, back to the topic of the day, which is the inevitability of mold avoidance. It's really interesting how when I was following the advice of my mentors and progressing down the path of extreme mold avoidance, I noticed all around me that there were people who seemed to be getting out the easy way. They seemed to be not needing to do extreme mold avoidance. And um, I was jealous. I, I was like, you know, why can't I do that? Now that a few years have passed, I've noticed that almost all of them have had to abandon their plan to do moderate quote unquote mold avoidance and they've had to move into a more extreme mold avoidance phase. Now, I don't judge them or laugh at them or fault them. In fact, I myself went through sort of a similar little mini phase of my healing where I was doing moderate mold avoidance and thinking that it was that it was helping. Now, of course, getting out of a super moldy house and just doing moderate mold avoidance, meaning like moving into a new house or camping for a few weeks, that's great. That's a first step. That's what everybody should do. That's something to congratulate yourself on. But Eric Johnson, who's the pioneer of mold avoidance, said something that's always stuck with me. In fact, I think it's probably his quote that has meant the most to me over the years, which is saying a lot because he has a lot of quotes. If you read his book, Uh, written by Lisa Petrison and Eric Johnson called Eric on Avoidance. It's basically just a whole book of his quotes, and I would say there's thousands of them, if not many hundreds. But the one that stands out to me as the most profound is when he said, and I might be paraphrasing here, I don't want to claim to quote him exactly, but it was approximately, if you don't get clear enough, you'll stay like this forever. If you don't get clear enough, you'll stay like this forever. And another quote that's equally interesting to me is the idea, also a paraphrase, where he said some people some people can't turn their detox on unless they are in a tent in the desert. And he doesn't necessarily mean a literal tent in the desert, although it sometimes can mean that. Mean that. It's more just that there is a threshold of being clear of mold that does something important. It's not a wishy-washy, choose your own adventure, pick your own ending, you know, choose your own flavor of ice cream kind of a story. There's actually some threshold 
there where something changes and and there's a trigger that's pulled and it sometimes requires getting super clear of mold for the skeptics who are like it's so extreme you know to get that clear of mold it's so unnecessary you know it's how could it be so dangerous i mean we see many toxins in life that are that that bad you know arsenic being one of them um, an example I used on a recent post on the Facebook mold avoidance group that I help run. If you would like to join that group, it is called Mold Avoidance Milestones. If you go to Facebook and search for Mold Avoidance Milestones, it will pull up that group where I and some other experienced mold avoiders interact. But an analogy that I used there recently was a sunburn. You know, imagine you go on vacation and you have been in the sun for too long uh, and you get really burned to the point where you have to go to urgent care and use creams and all that stuff, prescription meds. Going back out in the sun for even an hour when you're in that healing process could be very detrimental, right? While other people can go out in the sun for an hour and not be harmed at all because they're not super sunburned. So it's it's a individual process. How much mold is too much for you? Some of us have lived in mold our whole lives and we already had compromised detox genes to start with, right? So um, it's not too surprising. Imagine having a sunburn for your whole life and finally getting out of the sun. Of course, you're going to need to avoid the sun to heal. So the idea that mold avoidance is too crazy and too bizarre and it's too extreme, it really doesn't make sense if you look at some other types of toxins that have been building up in people's systems for a really long time. And we're going for a miraculous recovery from chronic disease here. So that's always what sort of fascinated me about extreme mold avoidance, that there is a threshold where something different happens. And if you live across that threshold for enough time, then the body can recover to the point where you can slowly start adding back exposures and see where you end up on the, you know, long-term spectrum of how much mold can I get. And that's kind of where I am now. I've already spent a lot of time being extremely clear of mold. I did that until I felt like it was no longer necessary. And then I eased my way back into more mold exposure. And I still, there's no way I could ever live in a moldy building. And there's no way I could ever live in a really bad location with the outdoor super toxins that we always talk about. But I'm a lot less extreme than I used to be. So that threshold is something really to pay attention to because as I said in the beginning of the podcast episode today, I, I'm just seeing a lot of people now um, who have done the sort of halfway version of mold avoidance and it wasn't good enough for them. And again, I don't blame these people. Obviously, like every, we're all doing, we're all out here doing the best we can, right? Nobody's pointing the finger at anyone else, especially me. But it is interesting that the level of clearness that they thought was right isn't necessarily right. And I just love that about mold avoidance because it, come on, let's be honest. If we were making it up and everybody got to pick their own way of doing this, that wouldn't be a very convincing scientific validation of the need or the legitimacy even to do extreme mold avoidance, right? Like if we're asking our parents and friends for support and understanding and even financial support, they're not really going to believe us if everybody just sort of makes it up as they go. It's just kind of made up, but that's not how it works. It's actually a very 
specific threshold that changes something in the body and causes this detox threshold to be reached. And one of my mentors described it as this waterfall of toxins that comes out. And I had that happen where you're just sweating and oozing and all this garbage is coming out of you. You're like, wow, no wonder I was so sick, right? All that was inside of me. And that goes on for a long time. You're like, how could I have had that much badness inside of me? It's really eye-opening when you go through that. Um, that is the message for today, that there is a threshold and that we don't get to pick it. And that for some people, it may be only mild, easy, moderate mold avoidance. For other people, they might have a lot harder time getting their detox turned on. But there is something important about getting clear enough. And if you don't get clear enough, you can have what Eric Johnson calls getting stuck like this forever. Meaning that you did get out of your original moldy house and you're not super sick anymore, but you never quite pushed yourself over the threshold. I'm going to end this podcast at 10 minutes, which gives me one more minute. For the last minute, I'm going to share an analogy that I really liked that I came up with a few days ago. Imagine rolling a ball to the top of a hill, a big rock, a boulder. And then when you get to the top of the hill, it rolls down the other side and it's much, much easier. That is a great analogy for getting clear of mold. It's hard to get clear enough of mold. There's a lot of adjustments and circumstances that need to be accommodated. But once you have gotten there, you can go on the downhill easy side. But if you picture somebody who's pushing their boulder halfway up the hill and they stop and they're leaning on it, you know, their shoulders into it, they're, they're bracing it so it doesn't roll back down. That's a very uncomfortable place to be. Like you can't live in that state forever. It, it wears you out. And that is why I love this. If you guys listen to the end, you're getting to the best part. That is why you see people who did moderate mold avoidance or who went halfway become motivated enough to do it again. Like some of these people are people who have already abandoned their moldy house and their moldy belongings and they moved, they built a new house, they got a new apartment, whatever. How the heck are they finding the emotional motivation and fortitude to do it again and start extreme mold avoidance again? Well, if you think of my analogy, they're pushing their boulder and they've already pushed it halfway up the hill, but they're stuck halfway up. They're stuck halfway up and it's very uncomfortable to be bracing your boulder and holding it halfway up now something magical and very surprising happens when you keep pushing that boulder up and you keep getting more clear of mold pretty soon you just get so disillusioned you're like oh i need to give up it's taking forever but when you finally do crest the top something magical happens all of a sudden now it gets easier not the same not not harder it gets easier because you get on the downhill side and that boulder just starts rolling down the hill and what do you know now mold avoidance becomes easier and you can get more mold exposure and you don't have to work as hard and it's easier and better right so there is a change a tangible change when you get across that threshold and that is why they pursue extreme mold avoidance again after they already did some mold avoidance. So I just think it's a very fascinating thing to observe people who are in that process. And again, I am not pointing the finger because I was one of them also at one point. So no judgment for me. All right, that's going to be it for today. Um, If you want to hear me go much more in depth on um, all of these topics and the ins and outs of mold avoidance, 80 
or more of my podcast episodes are now subscription-only paid episodes. And if you have any trouble signing up for my podcast or getting those subscription episodes, I'd be happy to help you out. All you need to do is join the Facebook Mold Avoidance group called Mold Avoidance Milestones. I do participate on that group and just post a message, say, hey, Brian, tell me about your podcast. How do I sign up? Something like that. But the easiest way to do it is to get the Podbean app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and search for my podcast, Mold Avoidance with Brian Rosner. When you find it within the app, there will be a little orange button that takes you to the website. You can also go to the website directly to get those subscription episodes, like if you're on a laptop or something, and that address would be Patreon. It's not Patreon. There's a similar service called Patreon. Patreon, P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean, P-O-D-B-E-N dot com forward slash Brian Rosner, B-R-Y-A-N-R-O-S-N-E-R. I will say it again. Patreon dot podbean dot com forward slash Brian Rosner. But it's much easier just to download the app. And that's it for now, guys. Um, I do still make some free episodes like this one once in a while because there's a lot to share. And I'm very passionate about this stuff sometimes when I'm not busy. So thanks for listening. Just a little disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't give medical advice. If you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician, not this podcast. Thanks for listening.